warning. The following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. Does Robocop have wet dreams? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I'm your host, Sam, and finally, after years and years and years of talking about this movie, we're talking about doing this movie, I should say. We're finally doing it, Kahu. Drum roll, please. Yes. Um, to the point where I just assumed we had already done it. Right? How many times have you watched this movie in preparation for the podcast? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, maybe three. I've done at least four. I know of four times I've watched this over the last two <laughs> yeah. and a half, three years or something. So some more times than I had previously seen it. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, we are doing the 2014 reboot of Robocop uh, starring... <laughs> starring a bunch of people. Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson and... In cash grab, I mean Robocop. No, we are doing the original from 1987. It has a score of 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a whopping 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Whoever's seen it the most recently has to give a plot. Oh, was it four weeks ago that we've been trying to like legitimately, <laughs> like, this is the week, bro. This is the week. No, 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 no. This is the week, bro. <laughs> I think you've got to do it, Kahu. I think you've got to tell us what the plot of Robocop is. Isn't it funny when you've seen a movie quite a few times, but you still can't tell anybody what the plot is? Um. What's the city called? Is it Chicago? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So the story follows a cop called Murphy, turns up at a new precinct in Detroit, Unfortunately, gets a bit shot up when he's out in the field. A bit, <laughs> just a, bit a, just a little, uh, a bit brutally, and he becomes the subject of a new type of cop, RoboCop. It's basically Robo Jesus, right? He's resurrected and comes back to save everyone. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's yeah. There's like a kind of an organized crime kind of intrigue to it. The Romans, um, yep, and whether <laughs> and whether Murphy is still human or is he not? But to be honest, those two plot points are kind of secondary to just the badass Robocop action. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, if you haven't heard this podcast before, welcome, welcome to our podcast. What we do, as mentioned, is review a movie by asking twenty questions about it. Since there's two of us, we are going to start with thirteen that can be applied to any film. Before we move through three personal questions each, before finishing on a Patreon question, why don't we start with compliment sandwich? If we enjoyed it, one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good. Or if we loved it, we give one thing good, one thing great, and one thing good. Or if we hated it, we give a shit sandwich, which is uh, one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad. Kahu, lead us off because I'm so curious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll start with a good thing. I I, I just like the. Uh standard Paul Verhoeven themes that run through this film. It's, I don't know, I think it's, I don't know if it's peak Paul Verhoeven, but it's it's right up there. Um, I'm a big fan of Starship Troopers, uh, and I do like Total Recall in particular, but yeah, there's just some, something about this one, eh? Speaks to that urban dystopia and corporate overlords and media control, all of that kind of stuff. Those themes are 
as strong in this film as any of his other films. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. It's kind of funny because we've done so many of his movies on this podcast. Like me and you did Starship Troopers very early on. I've done Total Recall with the Countdown Boys. I've done Showgirls with Mitch and Dory. Uh, I've done Showgirls, man, I wish. I've done Basic Instinct with uh, Countdown yeah. Boys as well. I've done so many of his films. He's not someone that I'd immediately say is one of my favorite directors of all time. Mm. But, man, does he have some films I love. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, a weird you, dichotomy, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you you kind of know what you're going to get with his films. There. There Some are, would argue, no, Showgirls, you don't really know what you're going to get. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're a bit subversive, but to the point where they don't take themselves too seriously. I think Starship Troopers is probably the apex of that. Yeah, very satirical as well, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, kind of foreshadowing his thoughts of where society is going as well. I like how he sums up American excess while not even being an American. It's almost like this is the lens of a non-American coming to America and be like, this is what you guys are fucking like. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is you guys. Yeah. You know, highly sexualized basic instinct or showgirls, you know, like highly fucking militaristic, like, you know, Starship Troopers in this movie. It's like the, these real views yeah. that he takes of America that are so applicable. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Second good thing for me, this film, probably more than more than most movies, I think, just screams 1980s <laughs> like the yes. from the um kind of the the clunky robot animation to just the uh just like the how would you do it like the throwaway takes on sex and violence and bitches uh, leave yeah 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 objectification of woman all of that um although although i'm saying that um the what's his cop's name oh the the nancy allen character she's quite good yeah um which annie yeah yeah annie um don't <laughs> see the movie four times can't remember the <laughs> yeah, character yeah yeah um <laughs> not not sure if that was um kind of typical of the time or not i'm not sure but yeah just yeah 80s all over it down to the wanton use of cocaine just just great real now na- really nails the time period while being a movie about a future time period? That yep. Does, that doesn't really make sense, but I'll go with it. Um, oh, I really want to give this film a hyperbole sandwich because I really do enjoy it, but I, I just don't think I can because <laughs> the plot is just so, like, it's so basic. What are basic. you on about? The plot's amazing. <laughs> Robo-Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Robocop. <laughs> How fucking cool is that? You've got the 80s cop movies combined with futuristic Terminator. He's the fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are some good, uh, uh, good uh, I guess, like, plot points around um, working through Robocop's logic, how he can't, can't shoot Dick because he's an employee of, what's the company called? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, whatever the company's o, called. O, o, OCD or something? <laughs> OCD. Yeah. Oscorp or no way, there's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when when the old man says that Dick's fired, then he's like, thank you, or whatever he says. And, yeah, and thank you for your service. Kind of the big ending. So that was cool, but yeah. It's, I mean, Omni, Omni Consumer Products, OCP. I was close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So OCD. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of typical of an 80s action movie where there's 
the plot isn't isn't the main attraction to the film. So there's a score out of 10,000 uh, yeah. pistols. 10,000 pistols. 10,000 uh, shots to the dick. 10,000 shots to the That's a lot of shots to the dick. Uh, yeah. I don't think you'd survive that. Um, bring it on. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> all of the genitals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to round this I've out. Got three. At a, at a solid 8,000 shots to the dick. I, I enjoy this film, but it's it doesn't have those those bits that stick with you quite as much as, say, a, a Terminator 2, which we're all in agreement as a yes. hyperbole sandwich. 100%. But still highly enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, it moves me over to me. I mean, f- first thing, it's so ridiculously over the top. That's my first good thing. You know, some people might argue it's a bad thing. For me, it's a good thing. It's so ridiculously over the top that, like, you, you chuck it on and it's so stupid that even Stacy, who hates these types of movies, will watch it and be like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Mm. Which is, like, which is which is saying something. My second good thing, it's so ridiculously over the top. <laughs> like, it is so fucking ridiculous. It's so much excess. You're right. A, a bit so, like your answers. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> and then my final great thing, it's so ridiculously over the top. Hyperbole sandwich. Fuck are you on wow. about? This movie fucking fucks, bro. This yeah, movie yeah. is awesome. Oh, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. It, it, your move, creep. <laughs> it is definitely awesome. Um, it, that's actually... Uh, yeah, plenty of strong one-liners in this film, too. Plenty of strong one-liners. And what Verhoeven does as well is, like, just random shit just chucked in there. You know, like, in Starship Troopers, it's like, I'm doing my part. You know, like, these ads and shit like that, that you're like, this conveys it. You know, and like this, he's got ads. Like, I'd buy that for a dollar. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. This is fucking mental. Yeah. You know, there's this store owner gets fucking held up at gunpoint, he just comes in and fucks shit up, does more damage to a store than the guy I was going to rob, and he's like, you know, goodbye, and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know, these guys are standing in the street, shooting guns that explode buildings into a million fucking pieces. Yeah. What the fuck? This is, movie is mental. Yeah, for a, for a film where uh, not a lot of attention's given to the plot, like, there's a lot of small details that are really well considered. Exactly. <laughs> How do you not give this a high release? It's almost as if the director's gone, I have all of these great ideas, and some of them don't really fit the plot, but I'm just going to shoot them, horn them in wherever I can. I do believe that's the Paul Verhoeven way. It's <laughs> yeah. just to chuck as much shit up on the screen and be like, yeah, that was fucking cool. And it's, it's, admittedly, it's probably the same that the Fast and Furious people do. You know what I mean? Like, and like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Same with Paul Verhoeven. Sometimes it really works. This is one that really fucking works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going high people. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm probably more like about eight thousand. <laughs> Just a fucking one of us has to be high people. <laughs> Anywho, um, question number two. What is it, Kahu? Oh, by the way, question number two comes courtesy of ChatGPT. Oh, well, that is very interesting given my answer but i'll ask the question and you answer first great uh so if you could add one bizarre and unrelated scene to this movie what would it be and how would it leave the audience scratching their heads i've added this because i know that you're going to know what i'm talking about and some people at home might not know what i'm talking about but i'll explain soon i would love it if we get one random shot of how his like his wife and his kid have moved on right they've left the city they've gone somewhere else we cut to a shot of them in an apartment, and they're both wearing tuxedos, and they go outside and start throwing a football around. (laughs) (laughs) 
a la The Room, yeah. <laughs> which is full of random fucking scenes that make yeah. no sense. I want to take one of my favorite scenes out of The Room, two people playing tuxedo football. That's what I want, you know. Amelia The Room has a couple of people playing tuxedo. Is Robocop in a tuxedo? Ah, oh, you yeah, fuck it, why not? He'd probably like, he'd probably kill his kid because he'd throw it like 200 miles an hour. <laughs> Just spirals one through his eye socket. Yeah. Your move, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they could have had the, could have had the meeting with the, with the ex family in here somewhere. Um, mine was uh, that Robocop and the ED209 have a dance-off to test AI learning capability. It's it's amazing that I love your sort of, some would say, innocent outlook. Like, much you would be like, oh, bro, those two just start fucking, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he would. He, he would. would. But yeah, dance-off, yeah. Dance-off, like in the lab where they're, you know, they're testing them out and, yeah, they could, they could go all Zoolander on it. They could. They could. Although the other one would be fucked if they go all Joker and start dancing on some stairs in Brooklyn. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, a robot's my, greatest weakness is stairs. Yeah. Yeah, my my money's on, on Robocop to pull those undies out of the fire. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, question number three, what movie would you pair with this as a double feature? This comes courtesy of our amazing friend Emily Higgins of Sasis Podcast. Tasha's podcast is awesome. Go check them out. You know Emily. She's been on here more times than Kahu, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Thanks, Emily. You're a champ. Uh, I think the easy answer is Starship Troopers, but I'm not yes, going to go right. there. Yep. Um, so just to, like, for a real contrast, I'm going with Blade Runner. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm there with you because I was like, well, I want a futuristic movie that's set in the, that was made in the 80s. I went with Escape from New York because I yeah. fucking love Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah. I've done an episode on that with Paul from the Countdown Podcast. He's been on this probably more times than you have, Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Escape from New York is awesome. Blade Runner is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Escape from New York. It's a good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Cool. Number four. Okay. What's something you notice that you don't think other people immediately noticed? Okay, so in this movie, we are set in Detroit, and Clarence, played by Red Foreman out of that 70s show, is, like, he's the bad guy, right? And I don't think I've ever heard of, like, a less scarier bad guy's name than Clarence. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, Clarence. Clarence Buttiger. Clarence. It's, like, it's so far down the rung in terms of, like, you know, being intimidating. At the same time, fucking intimidating in this movie. Yeah. But still, it's Clarence. And what made me laugh is an 8 Mile, which is also set in Detroit. At one point when Eminem is rapping against Anthony Mackie, he says, this, real, this guy's real name is Clarence. <laughs> and Clarence has really stable parents or something like that. And I was like, no shit. There's two movies set in Detroit where they mock the guy and is like, you know, his name's Clarence. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. what I noticed. Yeah. Something about a scary ball man. <laughs> <laughs> I do no, love I, a scary ball I, man. I agree. He's he's quite a good antagonist for this film. Yeah, there's there's just something more scary and foreboding about a baddie that's not kind of physically imposing. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's got his he's got a couple of hoodlums on his team that are far more physically imposing than him, but. Like Alan Rickman and Die Hard, a yeah, year yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. No one looks at Alan Rickman and goes, oh, that guy could fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. But man, he's got that chaotic energy that makes you go, oh, I would do not want to fuck yeah, with this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sinister feeling that you don't know what they're going to do next. Yeah. So in, in this film, 
and again, good good foreshadowing of this movie, shows that that the police are kind of a bit downtrodden, have too much to do, aren't really kind of well rewarded for for the jobs that they do. Um, are you trying to say that's exactly real? I think everyone noticed that, bro. Yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And and so on that. I just noticed how Murphy's old house was pretty sweet for a cop salary. Right? <laughs> I was just like, wow. Dude's living in a mansion, awesome. man. He's, yeah, yeah. That's why he's getting transferred into central Detroit, because he's taken too many bribes from rich people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you're going to get the fuck out of Dodge, bro. They're on to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, cool. <laughs> or he married into wealth. Well, know. that's true. And Is he's it? just doing it for the fun of it. Just like, oh, what's his name in Bad Boys? Will Smith's character or whatever, we find out he's like really rich, which is oh, why yeah. he's living in apartments and driving flashed cars and shit. <laughs> yeah, on the waterfront. Yeah. Just policing for the fun of it, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not eager to school, no power trips. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just staged the photo in that house for the good of the montage. Can't imagine Will Smith being eager to school, can you? Doesn't no, really... I, I can't imagine that he'd, you know, put himself out there for what he believes in. Nah, he doesn't really like slap you across the face with his egotism. <laughs> no, no, it's not It's not in your face like that, is it? No, not really. Anyway, should we Chris rock on to the next one? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, okay. As usual, any of these quotes, but what quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear immediately after you finish having sex? Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yes! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> It was, I wrote that down as soon as I heard it. I was like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, this is going to be in the fucking podcast. <laughs> I had that one. I had bitches leave. <laughs> bitches leave. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, your move, creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some, yeah, there were others that are just, um, yeah, just could have had in there too. Pretty much everything Clarence's gang says to anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. throughout the film is just like, is trash oh, yeah good business is where you find it <laughs> <laughs> cool question six what was the biggest dick move in the movie can you fly bobby <laughs> <laughs> one of clarence's gang gets shot in the back of the van needs medical attention and clarence's first idea is to throw him out the back of the fucking van in a police car <laughs> yeah, yeah can you fly bobby what a dick yeah what an absolute dick i i just thought it was robocop shooting the goon in the dick that's a real dick move Yes, a, a, a justified move, but still a dick move. Is it more dick splintering than dick moving? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what, what about those balls on Robocop? But then poor Robocop probably doesn't have balls anymore. Well, there's a deep philosophical debate. Do they give him gonads? Do they yeah. give him... Probably not, right? Like, what, what point does he have for genitals? Because yeah. at this point, he's just a brain, isn't he? Is he like a brain and a... Yeah, he doesn't seem like he... Even then, why have they got a brain in him? Why Why isn't he just a full robot? Yeah, because they, they do talk about losing the arm, eh, when they're, like, yeah. trying to boot him up. And he doesn't seem to have much of a torso? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Like, is he kind of Anakin Skywalker where he's, like, lost limbs and shit, or is it, is it just a brain in there? I mean, we know the brain's in there because he starts having thoughts and memories. Yeah. Yeah, because he's only, he's only really got, like, the front of his face, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they, they spent a lot of time making sure the face was okay. <laughs> Famously, the actor inside of that suit, one day into filming, quit. Oh, real? He was like, fuck this. This thing is like, like, could you imagine me in there? 
somebody who's permanently hot for him it was like it was like torture to be inside that suit it was like you know it was overheating and all this other shit like he was like yeah fuck this quit and they actually had to beg him to come back because they were like the suit is tailor-made for your exact body (laughs) proportions unless we find an actor who's exactly the same shape as (laughs) you we're fucked i'll be like well this is how i see my pay thanks exactly Um, i think they rigged it up with air conditioning and shit like that to make it like a little less yeah, yeah. But, fuck that but like uh the whole cp3po situation i guess yeah interesting does robocop have wet dreams <laughs> that's something i never expected Gary to ever ask me in my life <laughs> that's going to be at the start of the podcast <laughs> does robocop have wet dreams <laughs> he just oozes oil out of his orifices oh, no <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's he started it he's multi-orifist yeah Exactly. He's like a sieve. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) His little recharge chamber is just full of, like, different lubricants. (laughs) Yeah, he probably, like, recharges in a couple of minutes. Exactly. (laughs) Round two. My move again, creep. (laughs) Dead or alive, you're... Coming with me. <laughs> again and again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck are we going to get for the rest of these questions? <laughs> I hope not. Um. Anyway, what is question number seven? What was the biggest load of bullshit in this movie? Um, so Dick screaming as he's falling after being shot about a dozen times. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, how are, you, how are you screaming? Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Screaming, probably like torn to shreds by going through the glass and yeah what i'm laughing at is that i've written in my notes come up with something at the moment just say all of it (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i've got all i've got is like all of it so i'm gonna go with that all of it there's so much bullshit in this movie but it's fucking amazing it's it can get it like it's it's one of these films that's so stupidly awesome that it can get away with it right yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just nonsense. It's absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. But the other one that I thought was a bit ridiculous was at the end where um Clarence is fighting Robocop in the pit and his his goons like up on the top with that with that big kick ass gun that they yeah. made a big deal about how they'd got these big kick ass guns to take down Robocop. Yeah. He has a clear shot at Robocop and thinks no, actually, it'd be better if I shoot this crane down instead, and hopefully it lands on him. And it does land on him, but surely if your guns are so super, and you're some kind of qualified goon, you just shoot Robocop directly. Like, yeah. why? Why would you do that? Exactly. You've actually reminded me of what my biggest load of bullshit was, which is when those guys are shooting off those guns in the street, and they're blowing up cars... And they're blowing up buildings and all that sort of shit. Those motherfuckers would be dead within seconds. You know what I mean? Like they would have been hit by some form of shrapnel or a building falling on them (laughs) or something like the the recoil from these guns. You know, like I'm pretty sure one of them's like shooting it like from the hip at one point or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like anybody, like, and they're shooting cars at like five meters away. Like there's glass and shit on these cars. You'd be fucked. What (laughs) the fuck are these guys doing? Yeah. They should all be dead within seconds. Yeah, they don't, they don't, apart from Clarence, they don't strike me as the smartest gang, to be honest. No, God, no. Yeah. No one in that fucking gang is smart. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
Uh, question eight. Yeah, which character would totally fall for a pyramid scheme? I say speaking of which because I've written down all the dudes in Clarence's gang because they keep going <laughs> along with Clarence's fucking plans even after they see him throw one of their mates out the back of a fucking truck yeah. and you fly, baby. It's still like, oh well, whatever. But that being said though, and this is kind of funny, is that at the start there, they're all talking in the in the police you know, station, they're all talking about how we should form a union. We should, you know, and there's one main guy who's like standing by the door. He's like, that's what we should do. We should form a union. We should take down all these people. And then the police chief will go, he's like, hey, shut the fuck up. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. that guy. He looks very easily, like, he looks very gullible. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the police chief just says, hey, shut the fuck up. He's like, yeah, okay. I fully agree with that. Yeah, yeah I'd love to buy some fucking herbal shakes that make me lose weight. And uh, yeah, I'd totally want to get myself into debt for the shit. <laughs> yeah yeah um i i thought of joe who was like bob's kind of sounding board oh yeah for yeah, everything for sure. as yeah. colleague around the board table <laughs> i reckon he'd just do like whatever bob said basically but i think he'd he'd go along with things like that as kind of a form of survival like just to keep making his way up the corporate chain is he the one at the end that this is another load of bullshit that sort of does like a bit of a like fist pump and a yeah. yeah, you got him to Robocop and they're yeah, like, yeah, 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 we just brutally, we just watched the brutal murder of some dude yeah. in front of us and we're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not traumatized by seeing some dude get a million fucking bullets go through him shot out a window. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Just, yeah. Or well, how about the, how like, about the, like he's just fucking won the golf competition, you know, like. Yeah, how about that first guy that gets shot up by the ED-209? Um, oh, yeah. I forget what his name is, like Todd or something, maybe. And no one's vomiting. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, like, no one's yeah, fucking the, traumatized. The old man boss just goes, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like oh, really? oh, that's a disappointment. You cost us all this money. <laughs> Cleaners are going to ask for an extra 10 bucks to clean up all this shit. You yeah, know how yeah. much that's going to cost the company that makes billions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do love how... Um, all his colleagues, when it becomes clear that he's going to get shot up, they're just like, nah, bro, get away from me. I'm not going to try to save you. <laughs> On your own, bro. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a big load of bullshit that they don't have some fail-safe to stop a fucking killing machine from going on a killing rampage. They don't have some, you know, they're all slamming on the computers. Oh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Fully did it on purpose, eh? They were like, fuck that dick up there. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think because it's shown in the movie how how uh, Dick can control that type of thing, but he clearly chooses not to. Exactly. Yeah, just on that ED-209, how how easy does Robocop deal to it when he comes back to the building? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's okay, we've got the ED-209 patrolling downstairs. And what does he do? He just basically, like, rips its arm off or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, well, so much for that big confrontation. <laughs> 100%. Uh, question number nine. How would you have incorporated Nicolas Cage into this movie? Oh, he's got to be the I'd buy that for a dollar guy. How good would he be? I'd buy that for a <laughs> dollar. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, it'd be perfect for that role. He would be. I it, Yeah, that's a very good choice. My my other one is the, this is early Nick Cage, right? Early 20s Nick Cage. Is like imagine him being the dude that gets covered in whatever that like radioactive material or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. is. Meltman. He's like, like imagine a cage doing that, yeah. having this mutant meltdown before getting smoked by a car. Yeah, like, he just like totally disintegrates that guy. Yeah, exactly. 
Nick Cage exploded into a million pieces. That would be Stacy's favorite movie. No, she's she's softened on him. Oh, After the unbearable weight of massive talent and going through Face Off and oh no, she didn't do Face Off, but going through Con Air. I'm trying oh, yeah. to remember what movie it was that Stacey was like, oh, I get it now. I fucking get it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Must have been Connie. It was something that she was like, yeah, I get it now, Sam. I, I can see I can see the attraction. Oh, question 10. Sam's favorite. What would the porn parody name be for this movie? Robocock is way too easy, but it's the right yes, answer. That's why I also have Robocock. Yeah, Robocock. <laughs> what else would it be? Robocock, the fucking machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move on now before this gets even fucking weirder. Robocop? Yeah, yeah let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are moving on to question number 11. What character would be the absolute worst person to have as an ex? Oh, it's our mate Dick Jones. He's you reckon? Just, he's just so vindictive, that guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's quite a few good candidates in this film, but yeah, I think Dick Jones, he just takes petty slights to the extreme of killing people that's true i don't know if i'd really like having a malfunctioning ed 209 <laughs> yeah, yeah. as it ex. <laughs> but i think you're also right i think aside from maybe any i don't think there's anybody in this movie that gets more than three lines that you want as an ex yeah i went yeah. with bob though he's a nut job yeah you know what i mean like he's snorting coke and doing prostitutes and stuff like that like yeah, you don't really want that as an ex. Yeah, he's very narcissistic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolute stuck-up arsehole. Thinks he's the future of the company, all that sort of stuff. Fuck that. I mean, it'd be... Yeah, if you broke up with the ED209, it'd be pretty um, pretty easy to sort living arrangements. Um, you, you just stay upstairs. <laughs> True. <laughs> Hard to have a fight with someone when they walk up some set of stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, halve the house. Easy. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, question number 12. In what way did this movie remind you of your own life? See, this is bizarre because like one time when I was young, I was brutally massacred by hooligans on me trying to patch my life back together ever since. Oh, man, I was I was really hoping that that Matt, well, I was actually really thankful that that mass word went in that direction and not another direction. <laughs> Particularly the brutally part about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Phew, that's all I can say to that. It was, it was a tough time growing up in the town I grew up in. I was brutally massacred on the regular. It was just... <sighs> well, yeah, where were you going with that? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was just like my life, you know. I got yeah. brutally massacred and then put into a robotic suit, and here I am today, malfunctioning and leaving lube everywhere. <laughs> Dripping it, dripping it, dripping it. Exactly. Um, mine was pretty easy in that I too struggle to walk downstairs. <laughs> I have bad knees. It sucks. Upstairs, not so bad, but yeah, can't do downstairs. <laughs> it's not a fun time. I thought you would have gone with something along the lines of um, going along with some bald dude's hairbrained fucking schemes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of feel like I'm one of Clarence's gang. <laughs> yeah. A foul-mouthed. Bald headed dickhead. <laughs> I'm not rugging a drugs operation in in the city though. I'm not. This, I'm not doing that at the moment. But no, just prostitution. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Question number thirteen: What job would this movie be suitable for? Uh, used car salesman. 
yeah, I'm up there with you. Yeah, used yeah. car salesman was on the shortlist. Only piped at the fucking post by something else. Yeah, when yeah. I wrote this four weeks ago, <laughs> after we planned to do this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just a bit kind of greasy and leaves you feeling a little bit dirty. But then there's like a like a shiny front through Robocop. Yeah, uh, sh- and through um the OCD Corporation or what it's called, whatever it's called, <laughs> OCP. <laughs> ICP, Insane ICP? Clown Posse. OPC, Outdoor Pursuit Centre. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I like that one. CPD, Continual Professional Development. OPEC, the Oceanic <laughs> Pacific Economic <laughs> Council, Charter. I don't know what the fuck they are. What's OPEC? Isn't that the oil producing countries? Oh, yeah, maybe. Apex, the Asia Pacific oh. Economic. That would explain why the other day at work we had like Something. we do the quiz out of like our New Zealand Herald, yeah. and one of the questions was where's OPEX headquarters, and we were all like Sydney, Auckland, <laughs> Taiwan, and then Is the it woman, like Jeddah or something. The, the person asking it was like, uh, it's, it's Vienna. Oh. <laughs> and we were all like, oh, does that not stand for Oceanic Pacific? She's like, I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We looked <laughs> fucking intelligent. The one for me is, yeah, similar to that. It's, it's like you go to any Mediterranean city that has a whole bunch of nightclubs. They usually have a nightclub promoter at the front of them. It's like, hey, come to my club. It's amazing. Yeah, there's fucking tons of hot bitches in there. Uh, you can get fucking laid after right. Oh, the, the alcohol's real cheap. It's just like, whoa, this is fucking insane. And then you get in there, and it usually kind of is. It's usually fucking insane. People are doing drugs in the fucking toilets. People are falling over themselves. People are throwing up everywhere. You're probably going to see about 15 dudes get brutally murdered by a Robocop. You know, it's fucking insane. Oh, at least the guy at the front's being honest about it. He is. So I feel like this movie is suitable for that. They should be out out the front. None of the decor has been updated since the 80s. That's the other thing, too. Like, whenever this was built, that was it. We're done. It's like most movie theaters in New Zealand. You walk in there and you're like, oh, yeah, this hasn't changed the posture of the seats since the fucking 50s. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Peak interior design, yeah. Exactly. We're trying to go for that grimy, off the main strip of Vegas casino look, hence why we haven't changed our carpet in 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Or our upholstery. But yeah, it's it's like that. It's like, it's excessive. It wants to lure you in. It's insane. And then you, you have a good time. And then you walk out and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still oh, well, hyperbole. What am I yeah. doing? I, I do like the honest frontman. Um, yeah. Unlike some people we know who say there's going to be five or six girls. <laughs> there's one person out there right now that's listening to this and going, are they talking about me? <laughs> yes. Yes, we fucking are. Much you all understand. Yeah, he will 100% understand. I'm not saying as much you, we're saying as someone else. But <laughs> do, do you know what? Then, um, oh, my indoor netball team, um, we're a bit short of numbers tonight. And one of the teammates. I'm glad you didn't ask. <laughs> no, one of the teammates said, "It's okay. I'll bring two girls along." And I was about to say, "Are you sure about that?" <laughs> sure, you will, bro. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just talk about it all weekend. It's, it's, it, it... I have trust issues with people that say that. Okay. <laughs> it was like that time I organised a threesome. I had a, had a couple of no shows, but I still had a good time. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Story of my love. I don't know where I heard that joke, but it's fucking classic. <laughs> anyway, it moves me over to my personal questions. Question number one: What prediction of the future did this movie totally nail? 
I think it's just that corporate sponsoring and washing of current events. Like, there's yep. uh, multiple times he, uh, the director showed that there's just no real substance to the news or it was just like a headline. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just kind of reflecting that whole clickbait culture that we have. That's a very good point. Mm. Very good point. The, the other one is that Detroit as a city went bankrupt. It went absolutely bankrupt. Uh, and this was supposed to be yeah. Detroit in 2013. Yeah. And interestingly, by 2013 in Detroit, they were selling like their civic responsibilities. Yeah. So like like their waste management and stuff got sold to a company for them to do it. Yeah. You know, shit like that. And similar to this is what they're doing. Like, the policing is being outsourced to a different policing company because <laughs> yeah. they're policing shit. And it's yeah. like, and, and somebody even said, like, I'd rather live in the Detroit of Robocop in 2013 than the Detroit now. Like, yeah, yeah. Supposedly the city's bringing it back together, which I hope, because I'm a massive Detroit Red Wings ice hockey fan. Like, that's yeah. that's my team. It's always been my team. Even in the last five, six years where they've been shit. And I've always wanted to go see a game. Always. Always wanted to go see a game at the arena in Detroit. But everybody I speak to is like, bro, you don't want to go to Detroit. You don't want to go to Detroit. Sam doesn't actually know the stadium name. He's not a real fan. It's Little Caesars Arena. I always call it the Joe because it used to be the Joe Lewis Arena. Uh, right. Yeah. Does the basketball team play there too? I don't know that. No one cares about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Detroit Pistons. Except for everybody uh, fucking cares about basketball. Uh, no one gives a shit about ice hockey. <laughs> Question number two. I mean, this movie is batshit insane. How many tons of cocaine was snorted in the making of this movie? I actually think, like, offset, there probably would have been been a bit going on. 100%. Like, particularly that, that dude that can't even breathe in the Robocop suit. Like, <laughs> he's going to have to do something to keep himself going. Yeah, plenty. I mean, some of the acting performances are a bit wooden. Maybe they were just kind of high out of their minds the whole time. Yeah, poor old Paul Weller. Th- that being said, I mean, if you are playing you know Robocop what? and you're trying to be an emotionless dude... You don't want to be snorting cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to overheat, you don't want to be snorting cocaine. <laughs> I feel like all of Red Foreman's gang... I'm just going to call him Red. <laughs> fucking Clarence. The Red gang. The Red gang. I feel like all of them were fucking high. I feel like Verhoeven was high. I feel like these guys, after like filming was wrapped, were fucking high. Bob was yeah, tweaked well, out of his head most of the time. They had that scene in the Coke warehouse, eh? So like they've clearly got easy access to it, so... Yeah, you, are so. you, are you, you realise that in movies they don't actually use illegal substances <laughs> in the films they're filming. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro, they made real dinosaurs for Jurassic Park, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, yeah, they, they really filmed the interior of a, an actual working cocaine warehouse. They actually sunk the Titanic for the movie Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raised it and then sunk it again. I don't know how to explain this shit to you, Kahu. <laughs> My answer to that was three Columbias. Three Columbias? Yeah, Columbias. Like the country of Columbia. Is, oh, uh, right, right, right. Gotcha. gotcha. I love explaining jokes. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. I'm just a bit slow sometimes, aren't I? It's been a long yes. year. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, finally, as we've discussed, at one point there, a guy is, well, a pair of guys are assaulting a woman. Robocop shows up, saves the day by shooting the guy in the dick. If you were that guy, how would you explain to your friends that you'd been shot in the dick? Uh, or if you randomly got shot in the dick, how would you explain that to people? How would you broach the subject? I mean, 
Yeah, there's no kind of real easy way because hence why I asked this question. Yeah, to be like an absolute. I, I, was, I was just going to say that I was I was cutting my cocaine with a Glock because a Glock's like quite a square kind of kind of gun. Listen to how gangster Kahu is. <laughs> He's about as gangster as a Grand Bowers tweed jacket. But yeah, listen to this. <laughs> and it accidentally went off. Yeah, That's okay. basically it. Just cleaning it and it went off. Well, no, using it to cut the cocaine, but oh yeah, because you're like. Not necessarily worried about safety quite so much when you're doing that. So just cutting it, it went off. Yeah. 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 Just cleaning it, it went off is an excuse I give to Stacey quite often when I'm <laughs> found in the shower. The <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if that's going to be included in the podcast. <laughs> Moves us over to your questions. What do you got? Yeah, so my first one, and I liked how this was repeated in Starship Troopers a decade later. Do you want to live forever? Yes. There we go. <laughs> I want the ability to be able to live forever. Yeah. I think that's the difference. I think I feel like if you lived for a ridiculous amount of time, like provide like if, if it was me now, you know what I mean? If they like, de aged me actually till nineteen. You know what I mean? Like back before my body got ravaged by the rugby fucking years. But like <laughs> alcohol you mean Sam. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> don't but, blame don't blame it all on the rugby. <laughs> Well, it was indirectly involved because it made me an alcoholic. But it would be nice to live for like a really long time. But like, you know, you'd want to be, you want to enjoy it. You know, it's like mm. if you were a brain in a jar and you couldn't do anything, it was like, is it really enjoyable? Fuck that. You want to be wiped out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You'd like the ability to end it whenever you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who wants the only ability being to think? I reckon a good way about it was that would be that you could just like kind of switch on and off for like a year here and there. <laughs> what wake up in fifty years time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Everyone you know and love has died. Is it? Oh, okay. Now this is making sense. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you can't be fucked with any of us. He wants to wake up in fifty years and see if it's better. Yeah, I want to make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> new friends, new wife, new kids, new life. <laughs> Um, I think there's a story. I think it'd be really interesting to see how things go, and I mean, oh, until you discover it's terrible and no one's heeded the warnings of climate change and the world's <laughs> yeah, ravaged yeah. and there's no it's, food it's and fifty degrees outside every day. My second question: Why does the ED two hundred nine squeal like a pig when it's when it goes turtle up? Yeah, who programmed that in? Eh? <laughs> yeah. I reckon some somebody trolled the system. Was like, "This is funny. We'll program this into it just to take the piss out of this because it's never going to happen. It's never yeah. going to happen. It's like one of these things. It's like a Easter egg in a video game. It's like no one's ever going to make it their way in here. And it's like they do. They yeah. discover this thing squeals like a pig when it's on his back. Yeah, no, no purpose whatsoever. Yeah, bizarre. I've also been known to squeal like a pig when I'm on my back. But <laughs> but talking about this movie, I mean, I guess the ED two hundred nine got up to that top floor. By the service elevator or something? Must know. have. Must have, yeah. yeah. Design floor. Biggest load of bullshit, making an elevator big enough for that thing to hop into <laughs> and then get transported to the upper... It's going to weigh, like, what, five tons? Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking. I was like, what's a what's an elevator usually do, like... One eight, and a half? Eight people or something? Normally. Yeah, I think, like I think one and a half is, like, a big elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably, like, at the max margins, eh? Yeah. They do kind of fold up, though, eh, but... Still doesn't help the weight. Yeah. Mm. Question 19. Has Kirkwood Smith, I read, <laughs> barely aged in 40 years and why? What the fuck, eh? Like, he looks old. Yeah, yeah. 
he, he looks old. He must have been, what, like 40 at the time or something? Yeah. And, um, but he, yeah, he doesn't feel like he's aged much. He seems like one of those actors that would be really easy to de-age. Kind of. Like, he, he doesn't feel like he's changed at all. Um, the one, the only other one that I can think of is Kate Blanchett has always sort of looked like she's 40. Yeah. Or 45-ish. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's never, and same, same with Tony Collette. Like, the both of them look like they're 40 to 45, and they're well, they're probably well past it now. We're not, you know, heaps past it, but they're like, they're past it. Yeah, yeah. And they don't look any fucking different. No, you know, no. like, Tony Collette was the mum in Sixth Sense, and she looks exactly like she did then. Basically, yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, same with Kate Blanchett and, uh, like, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was in 2001. Blue Jasmine looks the exact same age, yeah. 2013. And then now, 10 years on, Kate Blanchett's still looking like she did then. It's sort of like they've got this age, and they're like, I'm stuck at that age. And yeah, I'm going to yeah, be yeah. that age for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, great for a movie career. <laughs> <laughs> never, get it, never getting old. I did love that somebody did a comparison of, have you seen The Thing? Uh, oh... I think so. Not sure. There's Wilford Brimley who's in that. He was 53 at the time of the thing getting filmed. And he looks like he's about 70. And somebody put up a photo of him and was like, here here is Wilford Brimley at 53 and here's Paul Rudd. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then somebody recently chucked up a photo of, um, oh, fucking Liz Taylor and Richard Burden. And it's them at Heathrow. And he's 42 and she's 39 and my God, they look like they're 60. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sort of bizarre. It's like people have this thing where they're stuck in that age and it's like... Yeah. Paul Rudd's a good one, eh? Yeah, he's a great one. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's changed ever since he's been on the screen. No, exactly. Yeah. You take him from Clueless in 1995, compare them to that now and you're like, oh, that might be his older brother? <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking weird. And that takes us down to our final question, which is a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of Dan Brennick, formerly of Netflix and Swill. They have stopped podcasting, but go check them out anyway. I love this. Love this question. So I'm still including it. Who is the true MVP of this movie? And I feel like we have the same answer. Oh, do we? I reckon we do. Who do you reckon? Do you, do you mean Clarence? Um, he's obviously, but no. Yeah. Okay, we don't. I, I actually... Uh... More of a side character. I, I just think Meltman, just solely for that for that <laughs> scene where he gets obliterated. He melts good. That's a very memorable scene. You said yeah. to me, "There's no shit that like stands out." That's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, I could I could name like a dozen scenes from Terminator Two off the bat, but yeah, yeah. this one, this one in this in this film, yeah, is just um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's so it's. It's kind of hilarious, like to be honest. Just the, I mean, there's there's a lot of effort gone into the into the makeup for that character in that scene, but it's just like it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I feel like we haven't spoken about her at all. It's Annie. It's Nancy Allen. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. She kicks ass in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And she takes on that gang pretty much by herself. And, you know, like, she's awesome. Yeah. Like, the first time we see her, he, he's been told, oh, that's your partner over there. And she just kicks the shit out of some dude in the police station. No one jumps in and helps her. She just whoops this dude who's, like, trying to, like, scrap the fuck out of her. She's awesome. Yeah. And, and initially when she first teams up with Murphy, Murphy's just a bit of a dick. 
He's oh, like, oh, yeah, I'm fuck. gonna drive. I'm gonna drive. Yeah. Listen to me talk away. I'm the man. And she's just like, oh yeah, yeah. I've been around these blocks a bit more than you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she even says to him, "We should radio for backup." Yeah. And then, like controversial opinion, guy almost deserves to die. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's let's like, not worry about that. Like, no, nah, I'm the man. I'll take them all by myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the, she's kind of the voice of reason, but but doesn't put up with any shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, we haven't talked much about. No. Nah. About Annie. She was amazing. Yeah, love Nancy Ellen. She was amazing. And and I think good for the time period as well that they were uh that they're just mates as well. Like Yes. There's like, no there well, wasn't I mean, kind of any kind of forced, like weird Robocop love story behind it. They were just like they're just mates, just partners, and that was cool. He didn't ooze all over her at some point, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Consensually, but he didn't <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, probably quite progressive for the time. I would have thought. Yeah, because in that regard. because I mean, like Sigourney and Alien and Aliens. Like you know, there's another like really strong female character mm. who's not turned into a romantic interest. Mm. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's clearly the main character, whereas Annie is. I mean, she's not a side character, but she's not the main character. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So. It's funny because, like, when we did Raiders of the Lost Ark, we mentioned about how Karen Allen's character in that Marion is like, she's awesome. But yeah. again, she's sort of turned into the romantic indie, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like not as much, not as much as in later films with oh, whatever her name was, Willie or whatever. But, like, she, she's still, like, she's awesome. And it's like, it's kind of funny that they have these really strong female heroines that no one ever talks about, you know, like, yeah. you know, we all, we all talk about, like, Sarah Connor, and we talk about Alan Ripley and shit, but how these she's awesome, yeah, she's fucking phenomenal in this, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree, well deserving of the MVP, yep. Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast that's been two and a half years in the making, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, I'm glad we finally knocked this one out. I hope it was worth the wait. It's kind of bizarre because I feel like we're going to have nothing to text each other about <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. Bro, hey, do you want to do <laughs> We could always do the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll do it next week. <laughs> next month. Next podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that does take us down to the end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Upcoming episode, Liz wants me to review Forrest Gump with her. I, I, I did hear that mentioned on maybe when you did Shawshank. Yes, maybe 17 other episodes that we've yeah. mentioned. That this is turning into a Robocop. I don't know how it's going to go because I feel like Liz is going to get horribly mortified at me not loving her favorite film. So oh, we'll see. Then that'll be the best. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to <laughs> shit all over a movie that she enjoys. <laughs> uh, so that may be the episode that follows this. We are tracking to do our Christmas special and almost wrapping things up around that for the year anyway if you do want to get a hold of us you can find us on twitter slash x whatever it is at move reviews in alternatively send us an email at move reviews and 20 cues and we're also on instagram and uh facebook at move reviews and 20 cues feel free to go over there you know send us messages suggestions for any films you want us to do before we get to 250 more than welcome more than welcome to hear them Anyway, that is thanks from me. Until next time. Bye-bye.